Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier, connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to Cavs HQ. Great to have you with us. And Jim Jones, we're going to have a lot of fun this week. Uh, couple of very special guests from Bally Sports. She did a great job all season long. It'll be Serena Winters stopping by to pay us a visit. And then, yes, our great friend, Sed Maxwell. We'll talk about the red-hot Boston Celtics as they get ready for their series against Milwaukee. Yeah, that'll be really exciting. You know, uh, Serena was outstanding. She came in at midseason and was smooth all the way. Tremendous insight and a great television presence. And, of course, uh, who knows what Sed's going to tell us. We've had some fun conversations with him in the past. So look forward to that conversation as well. So stay with us. We've got a great show lined up. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Out front marketing. Long three. Good! Lowry marketing. Hit it from the west side market. Cavaliers by three, 92-89. Embiid wasn't coming out there. Advantage marketing. Garland in the lane, floats, scores! Oh, a big, big bucket from DG. Puts the Cavs up 102-100 to with 2.45 to go. It's Garland time. Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you on this Sunday, Tim Elkhorn, along with Jim Jones, and of course, the guys making it really happen on the other side of the window, the dynamic duo of Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin. And of course, a woman who certainly did an extraordinary job with Bally Sports Ohio now joins us here on Cavs HQ. Our guest to get things started, Serena Winters, who did incredible work as the sideline reporter for Bally's during this past season. Serena, great to have you joining us once again. 
Jim and Tim, I miss you guys already. A season cut too short. I miss being on the bus and on the plane with you guys. I mean, what, what a good time it was this yep. year. I miss seeing your faces. Oh, we miss you as well. And uh, already looking forward to 22-23. But, Serena, we've, we've all had a couple of weeks now to kind of sit back and decompress. And, of course, you weren't there from day one. Everybody knows that. But uh, you joined relatively early. Your thoughts on the season overall now that you've had a chance to look back and reflect on it? Yeah, like you said, wasn't there from day one, but was watching from day one and then officially started, I guess, day one of the new year, um, January right. 1. And look, I remember the, the first couple of days after the season ended, you kind of like, I always go through with the NBA season when it's over, almost like a little bit of a, I call it an NBA season, like depression, you know, because we go from 100 to zero, right? And so you're so involved in it and you're, you're so into all of the storylines. And this year was so interesting because, it was the first year that I had covered a team in the play-in tournament, right? And usually, you b- before the play-ins were a thing, you kind of knew, right, whether or not your season was going to end on game 82 or whether you were going to continue on in the playoffs. And I think that it was a really interesting feeling when the Cavs lost that second play-in game and the season was over. Uh, and we call, kind of all walked out of there like, we can't believe the season is over. I don't know how you guys felt in that department. I'm curious to hear your thoughts, but I know for me, that was completely new, right? Because before you kind of had mental preparation, if your season was going to be over. And I think that the players kind of felt the same way, right? Like being in the Cavs facility the next day and talking to people around there and going to the offices and everyone's kind of like, it's interesting because the players are still around because nobody had made any plans, right? Because everybody assumed that the season was going to go longer. So the first couple of days, it takes you a little while to digest everything. And then you kind of look back and you look at it more realistically and you go, wow, like what people thought this team was going to be day one of training camp when the season started, then where this team was headed, let's, say the new year, let's say January one, night and day, and then obviously the injuries. And it's just it was such a roller coaster of emotions of a season. It is kind of how I look at it now, just because from where you started to being one of the top teams in the East to the injuries to then the play in tournament and then the season ending, I mean it just felt like such a roller coaster for me. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the Cavs really exceeded expectations of what, where people thought they would be to start the season. They found success with a style of play and a lineup that I think a lot of NBA folks might have thought would not have been successful. And they found a ton of success with such young players coming together and really bought into a system. So like you said, to start this, Tim, like we're already ready. I know I am for for next season because you just, I'm so anxious for the growth to continue. Um, But obviously not getting to go to the playoffs and have that playoff experience was certainly a disappointment just because, look, we've all been around the league for a long time, and I'm sure you both can speak to this, and especially you, Jim, but having that experience, no matter how far you go in the playoffs, is invaluable, right? 
to build on it for that next season. And I think that was just, that was the letdown, right? That at the end of the year, those young guys weren't rewarded for all the hard work for the season. And also, you know, talking to coach Bickerstaff and talking to guys like Kevin Love and Rondo, right? Like the only way you can get playoff experience is to be in it, right? You can't get it sitting at home watching the games. So that, that I think was the hardest thing for all of us is, you, you want the playoff experience for such a young, talented group. Yeah, you're right. And that plays right into my next question, and uh, you answered it beautifully. Let's look at the coaching staff, and let's look at uh, Kobe. There seems to be a unique unity between the two, doesn't it? There really does. There really does. And I've been around enough coaching staff now to recognize when – you really got a solid thing going. And I can tell you with complete honesty and transparency that being around this group and this coaching staff, unity is the, is the perfect way to describe it. Everybody needs roles, right? Whether you're a player, whether you're an assistant coach, whether you're doing video coordinating, everybody needs roles. Everybody's roles are different. Buying into those roles is another thing, especially in the NBA uh, with, with egos involved, right? And yep. I think there is so much to be said about that this group, even through the end, when the losses were piling up, even through some losses to some bad teams, right, some, some bad losses, there are other teams, and I would say the majority of other teams, in those situations where your locker room crumbles at that point, Jim. Like, yep. We know, right? Like That has happened to many teams. You get to a point where then you're blaming, whether it's coaching staff or other players, or there's animosity, or, well, if, you know, talking with your, your friends and family, they would have played me more if they would have done this, they would have done that. And I can tell you again, honestly, it never felt that way, even through those bad losses. And also when you have a coach who can come out and say like, you know, no, th that was awful. Like we, we didn't, that is not who we are. That is, that is, we did not play to our level of expectation and the players still have the respect for coach and the coaching staff. That might sound like it's an easy thing to somebody listening. I am telling you, being around and covering this league for my entire professional life, <laughs> that is not an easy thing to find. So the unity there, it is certainly something for me that I have a ton of respect for. And you mentioned the coaching staff, Jim. Like Everybody has different roles on the coaching staff, but they still all respect each other and they're there for different reasons. And what they have is is – something that I'm really looking forward to seeing how they build on. Great stuff. Again, our guest is Serena Winters from Bally Sports as she joins us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Great insights from Serena as she offered all season long on the television side. We'll take a quick time out. We'll hear more from Serena Winters. So stay with us on Cavs HQ on the Cavaliers Radio Network.
Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones and our very special guest this week, one Serena Winters from Bally Sports. Boy, she offered great insights during that first segment and glad to have her back for segment number two. Jim Jones, take things over or start things off, I should say, here in segment two. You know, Serena, down the stretch, we were able to see some of the weaknesses of this team and of course, a lot of it had to do with injuries. But give me a couple of players or positions that it looks like the Cavs need to strengthen up. Look, I mean, you always need playmakers and scores. And I think that watching down the stretch, and, and this is something that we didn't get to see. And I can't remember. I feel like we, we talked about this a little bit the first time I was on with you guys because mm-hmm. I think it was right around when the Cavs acquired Karis LeVert. And I was so intrigued to see what he was going to be able to offer down the stretch of the season from a playmaking, scoring type of role because, you know, after the injuries, the Cavs certainly needed that. And look, when it comes to the playoffs, right, like, and the next step for this team is playoffs, right? So let's talk about that versus regular season because there is a difference. When it comes to the playoffs, Having players that can just play make and get a bucket when you need a bucket is invaluable, right? And we're seeing that right now. So for me, not being able to see what Karis could really bring to the team because of the unfortunate injury, right? Like that was something that I wish we could have seen. No one could have anticipated him being acquired by the Cavs, coming into practice and getting a foot sprain and essentially not playing basketball for a month, right? During a time where it is most important throughout the season, like teams peaking at certain times, and we're seeing it now in the playoffs. Let's take the Bucks for an example, who, you know, early in the season didn't have Brooke Lopez, didn't have Pat Connaughton because of injuries. And then they came back towards the end of the season and they were able to hit their stride and find their stride at the end of the season. Like there's something to be said about the timing of when injuries happen and also when you can connect as a team. And for the Cavs, you acquire a new player that you're trying to fit into your system and trying to figure out also like how he would work in the starting unit when he didn't get much time to do so and coming off an injury. And you're trying to make sure that you're not doing too much because you don't want to frustrate your new team. You're trying to figure out how to work together. That all takes time. And I think that one of the disappointments of the season was not getting able to see that and build on that. And we saw down the stretch where you need more than Darius Garland being able to get you a bucket because as phenomenal as Darius is, and he is a phenomenal basketball player, you need the other weapons around you um, so that when he's being blitzed or triple teamed, whatever the case may be, guys can knock down shots. And we saw that with Lowry as an example, um, where he was getting hot in games. And towards the end there, what a big boost it was to be able to have a guy that can sit in the corner and knock down threes. I think that shooting and that playmaking um, is where we saw towards the end of the season the Cavs struggled not having. Now, Serena, before we let you go, we should let folks know, or at least remind them, that the next time they see you on Bally's for Cavs 22-23, 
you're going to be a new mom at that point. So share with our listeners the uh, the excitement and the anticipation of a a little one arriving soon. That's right. I mean, next season I will, I guess, officially be adding to my starting lineup. <laughs> having, having the. Uh, I'll be a new mom, um, and you know it's it was great. It's it's uh, for me. I will I will share this with you guys. Is every time I was at a practice, every time I was at a game, that's when this little nugget was kicking it, kicking inside me. So, Basketball player. Yeah, okay. I, I think I got a little baller in there. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed watching practice, and then having you know to to feel something inside me kicking me at the same time when the ball was bouncing it it brought me a smile to my face and and made me laugh quite a bit so yeah we will be uh welcoming a uh don't know if it's a boy or a girl i'm all about the surprise but we'll be welcoming a new one to the starting lineup this summer oh that's well, congratulations. awesome congratulations congratulations jim final Thank question you so much yeah, oh, no, 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 no. That's the best baby boy. Way, way <laughs> Congratulations, Serena. Congratulations Thank to you. Thank you both. A, a job well done. I've had a chance uh, when, I, when I get home late night to watch the games, and your commentary and your insight, fantastic and truly professional. And uh, we appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you, you both. No, Thank you so much for also, I mean, for welcoming me in. You know, it's not easy to, to start midseason, and I have to say that, from you guys, from the fans, from the Cavs, I truly feel so blessed to have been so welcomed. And I just honestly, I, I'm already ready for next season. Like I've had the time to decompress already. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I think everybody feels that way. Like you don't want to wish time away, but man, let's let's get to 22-23 because it's <laughs> going to be so much fun. It really is. Exactly. Well, Serena, again, we can't thank you enough for joining us. We know you're busy, and with a little one on the way, uh, that happens exponentially. So, again, congratulations to you, and great work to echo what Jim said. Your work on the sidelines for Bally Sports was just extraordinary this year, and uh, we'll talk to you later on this summer and as the uh, 22-23 season arrives. Thank you. Sounds great. I appreciate you both. Thanks, Serena. Serena Winters from Bally Sports joining us here on Cavs HQ presented by Betway. We'll take a quick time out. When we come back, you're about to be entertained by Cedric. Yes, Cedric Cornbread Maxwell will join us coming up after this on Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. The Cleveland Cavaliers are committed to inspiring future generations to grow the game of basketball. Our mission, showcased through some of the best athletes in the world, is to motivate the youth of Ohio and beyond to be active, make championship choices on and off the court, and build confidence in their athletic abilities through the game of basketball. The Cavaliers Youth Hoops program consists of Cavs Academy camps and clinics, Junior Cavs Leagues, and Cavs Elite Tournaments all of which are designed to teach the fundamentals of basketball in a fun and positive atmosphere. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Dragic on him, six on the shot clock. It's slowed down here. It's going to be Tatum. Pull up three. Oh. Got it! Yeah. It can't be real. Brooklyn, 
is Brooklyn in the house, everybody. Jalen Brown up, takes the three, drives to get closer, puts it off the window and in. And game two is tied with 8.23 to go. Crazy, crazy, crazy is the damn fuck. The Celtics were the last team people thought could contend for a championship tonight. The Celtics are the first team to reach round two. Awesome stuff that leads us into our next guest on Caps HQ, presented by Betway, Cedric, Cornbread, Maxwell, Celtic legend, and of course the radio color commentator, and very colorful indeed on the radio side for the Boston Celtics. Said it is always great to have you on Cavs HQ. Man, it's a pleasure to come on with you guys. It's, um, you know, just to hear you guys and you're doing well right now, I'm just so happy, happy to hear and be on with you. Well, you know, Said, one of the things that we're going to start right off and get into it. When we had talked last time, there was a struggle that happens a lot in basketball between Tatum and Brown, both exceptional young players, really not having a rhythm as far as playing together. Said, what changed? Well, a couple of things changed. One of them was Ime Adoka, uh, the head coach of the team. He addressed a lot of different things and kept everybody accountable. A lot like um, a coach you and I used to coach under uh, the late Bill Fitch. That's right. He didn't care who you were. He was going to go right at you. And he yeah. kept you accountable. And therefore, if your best players are kept accountable, then everybody else kind of, kind of would fall in line. Now, the players in the day have to be willing to be like that. And before Ime was, was hired the coach, he said he spoke to Taylor Brown. And he said, both of them said, we want to be coached hard. The other thing that happened was the fact that they addressed the issue. Taylor and Brown had never talked about, well, how we're going to perform together. Then all of a sudden, they just decided that, look, we like each other. We're going to play well together. We're going to figure this thing out. And uh, we're brothers in arms. And when they addressed it, they went to another level. Lastly, I think that Marcus Smart, became the leader of this team emotionally mm-hmm. and he got everybody on the same page because Ime Adoka gave him the keys. Marcus has been here for a while. And when he did that, he said, Marcus, I'm going to let you're the point guard. You're not going to be looking over your shoulder, over your back. And then one time when the team wasn't passing the ball, Tatum and Brown, he felt they weren't passing it well. He came out in, in the paper and said, look, these guys have to pass it. They have to believe in the rest of us. And when he issued that, they took off. I talked to Marcus about it, and I said, Marcus, you guys are playing well right now. This is when they had won like five in a row. This is really early. And he said, that's what happens when you let your damn point guard handle the damn point <laughs> and run the court. <laughs> Jim, I'm on the elevator with Marcus said, 2 o'clock in the morning in Orlando. We had just flown in, and they had just won a game in New Orleans or something. And that's just the kind of guy he was. So all these things happened, and they started to believe that they could play defense. And a third star arose in Rob Williams, a guy who was blocking shots, running the floor, rebounding, and making it easier for guys to get up on people 
you know, Jim, you played with these kind of guys before. I played right. with Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale. Yeah. When I can get up on a guy and he gets by me and I, he thinks he's getting to the hole, all I'm doing is, is running him into the frying pan. I'm pushing him towards the fire. And he doesn't even know it. That's what Rob Williams is as the anchor of this defense. Well, that's a great point, said. I want to circle back. You mentioned Ime Adoka and, of course, first-year head coach of the Boston Celtics. And obviously uh, the job he's done is simply amazing. But what has been the key from the coaching perspective as far as this team turning it around and, as of right now, the hottest team in the NBA? You know what? I think that when you think about Ime, he did something early on, and I talked to some of the assistant coaches, and it was a funny story. He said Anthony Bonner, who is, uh, I guess, a, a boxer, he put out this thing one time because he, he was so braggish. And he said, you know, I'm the leader of this thing. I'm the leader of, of my, my boxing team. And he said, you know what, everybody can. Everybody can get he said, I, can, I beat an American, I beat a Mexican, I beat an Englishman. Well, that's what he made. He made sure this tape to his team and told them everybody can. Everybody can get it. And the reason why he said that is because he talks a lot about the guy who is his mentor, Greg Popovich. Right. One story he tells about Pop all the time is he said Popovich wasn't afraid to get up in any of those guys when they were winning the championship in their faces. He had Tim Duncan. He rode Tim Duncan. He rode Manu. He rode Tony Parker so hard one time that he said, he started yelling at Tony, and Tony wouldn't say anything back. And finally said, you know what? You're suspended because you're not fighting back. But those were the leaders of his team, and he felt like if he could talk to them like that, and they would buy in that everybody else would buy in, and that's what he may did. Said, these are great stories. The way they're playing, Sid, reminds me of some of those great Celtic teams you played on. Sid, I'm telling you, it's you or Milwaukee that are going to win this whole thing. I just feel it. Jim, when you say stuff to me like that, I always kind of laugh because uh, Jim is so honest about a lot of these things. And uh, it was the same thing, and I hate going back to it. This might be, you know, Cavalier-like or whatever, but visiting the past. Well, we got Kyrie Irving, and Kyrie Irving was in his last year. Mm -hmm. And everybody in Boston was hoping. Kyrie had said, if you guys will have me, I'll come back. I'm coming back. We happened to be playing in Cleveland. Maybe about maybe a month before uh, you know, the season was over. And Jim looked right at me and said, you know Kyrie's not coming back. I said, no, Jim, he's playing with a great organization. <laughs> and da, 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 and on and on. And Jim said, no, he is not coming back. <laughs> and then I remember talking to your broadcast partner, who you're mm -hmm. on with now, Jim, and I told yeah. him that LeBron wasn't coming back. Oh, uh, <laughs> Jim, well, LeBron's coming back. Well, LeBron came back later on, but you know, I appreciate the candid opportunity. When you talk about how people are and what they do, you know, your advice to me and talking about teams, you have to be brutally honest. And you look yes. at your players and your situations that you have, and you get an understanding from people like you or me who yep. are from the outside looking in who have dealt with it already. But, I mean, 
Jim hurt my feelings so bad, Cavaliers. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he said, I looked at my like, Jim, he's coming back. He said, Jim said, let me tell you right now, look at me. He ain't coming back. <laughs> he, then I did like this. He's not? He said, no, he ain't coming back. He's gone. Now, if he told you he's coming back, let me tell you right now, he's gone. I've dealt with this before. So, so, so you have to appreciate you know, some things that people tell you about people that they know already that you don't know. One thing Jim will always be is honest. <laughs> he will let you know. We're going we're gonna to take a quick time out. We're going to have more with Cedric Cornbread Maxwell, radio color commentator for the Boston Celtics. And we'll talk more with Ced after this on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Really good team, defending champ. You know, they, they've been there before. They've got the job done. So, obviously, it's going to be a great challenge. You know, I'm just looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Yeah, Jason Tatum talking about what a great series it should be, the Celtics and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference semifinals. And a guy that will get a look at it very up close and personal is the radio color commentator for the Boston Celtics and, indeed, a Celtic legend. Cedric Cornbread Maxwell said, I don't remember a series as far as a semifinal series that has gotten this much anticipation as the Celtics and the Bucks has. Well, I'd tell you what, the series that the Celtics just played against Brooklyn, the coverage was amazing. And you're giving it to the commissioner now and the NBA. They have this thing right when it comes to play-ins and teams that match up and Man, it, it's just been unreal on this side of the bracket, thinking about playing, you know, first Brooklyn and now playing against the defending champion. It doesn't get any better than this. You know, when uh, you get to Milwaukee, there's a barbecue place off 3rd Avenue <laughs> called Speed Queens. Now, you might have been there over the years, but they make the best shoulder sandwich you ever ate. In fact, you can't buy one. you got to buy two because you'll hate yourself. So you said you've got to go to Speed Queens off third in Milwaukee. I'm going to give you something because you're you're candid with me. I always like to be candid right back. Yep. Jim, the crazy thing about it, you know, I did this Brooklyn series, yep. finished it, and got home after the series was over and got COVID. What? So I'm not even going to do the game. I'm, what? I'm not even going to do the first two games. I'm going to actually – not do the first one. I'm going through protocol like the players right now. Oh, so my I'll goodness. miss the first couple of games and probably won't go to Milwaukee. We'll probably end up doing the game actually from Boston studio. So yeah. I probably won't be on the plane with the players. So, you know, they're trying to make sure that commodity doesn't get contaminated. So, yeah, but yeah, I'm well, doing man. well, though. I'm doing very well. Yes. Right? But it was, it's real funny. Well, look at Brett. I, I sent you a 12 bottle case of wine. You know, and, and, and so that should be there in a few days. So sit back, you know, room temperature and enjoy. I will, I will, I will definitely take sips and watch a game. First, I think I'm not doing the game on Sunday, but then after that, I think that I'm going to be clear. They gave me the same kind of five dose medicine. I get five pills you take uh, right. over a week. The right. same thing that Kamala Harris is taking. Right. And uh, so I, I think that I'm in pretty good 
range right now of, of getting back to me is right now. I feel great, but I'm just making sure that I uh, sure. go through all the protocols. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Again, Cedric Cornbread Maxwell, our guest on Cavs HQ as the Cavaliers are finished, but the Celtics are moving on as they take on the Milwaukee Bucks. And we talked earlier with said about this being a highly anticipated series. And of course, you've got Marcus Smart on one side as an elite defensive player. You've got Giannis on the other side for the Bucks, uh, perhaps the best player in the game today. And here is Marcus Smart talking about that matchup against Giannis. We all know what Giannis is capable of, what he's done what he's doing and what he, you know, what he's going to try to do. So for us, it's just, you know, it's going to take another team effort. And with those guys, you know, he makes it really tough because of, you know, how aggressive he is and how he can get in the lane, not only create for himself, but create for those other guys. And, and you know, he deserves a lot of attention. And those guys are sitting there ready for him to serve it up on the platter. Seth, I want to ask you, but Jim, certainly you've been in this position as well. When you're going into a series against an elite player, on the other side, how much do you relish that opportunity? Mm, that's really that's kind of crazy. You think about it. Sometimes you're lucky, in my, and then sometimes you're unfortunate. And and I was listening to Marcus Smart in your interview, and Marcus did one thing that I didn't do. Marcus didn't put any bulletin board material up. <laughs> uh, for me, I was just the opposite. Uh, we played against Bernard King, okay. and Bernard King was scoring on Detroit, and we were going to play him in the next series, and the reporter walks up to me and says, so, Maxwell, what are you going to do with Bernard King? I said, I don't give a damn about Bernard King. He ain't going to score 40 on me. And so I just was teasing the reporter. Well, the reporter said, I'm putting it in the paper. I said, I don't care. Put it in the paper. Next day, I see in the paper, Maxwell's going to stop Bernard King with some more choice words. <laughs> Man, that dude, I went out to shake his hand before the game. He wouldn't shake my hand. And damn it, I didn't want to shake his. So so sometimes, you know, I got myself riled up. Not sometimes, you know, just loose lips. But uh, I think that what the Celtics are trying to do is be smart and understand that Giannis is a handful. And and I watch him, and there's sometimes I'm looking thinking, how do you defend him? Because they let him do so many things as an offensive player that it's almost unfair. He can't be it guarded. Is. I mean, he's hitting you with that shoulder. He's knocking you away. These Euro steps done turned into football steps now. <laughs> I mean, he is running with the basketball. So I look at him and going, damn, I mean, where is the Euro step? I mean, so he has such an advantage, and yes. he works his ass off. He probably works as hard as anybody in the NBA and staying in shape. And, boy, he, I, I don't know if I've seen anybody as aggressive and as hungry as he was, even after he became, won the championship, became MVP, and now it seems like he is still hungry for another one. Yeah, and that's what it takes, you know, with, with all the great players like yourself and Larry and, and, of course, the Chief and Kevin. You guys know what it takes, Dennis Johnson. But let's talk about where this league is going. Said. Where are the old guys? They're gone. Yeah, yeah. They. I mean, this league is moving so fast, and things are changing so fast. And you look at guys who are so talented, so fundamentally talented. And I look at John Moran, uh, one of those young guys you talked about. Mm-hmm. I look at him, and I'm thinking, though, how long can he last the way he plays? He's mm-hmm. going to have to adjust his game. Right now, 
just purely athletic. Nobody can guard him. He can jump around you, through you, over you. What happens when that part of your game changes? Now, where does the smartness come in? That's why I look at a Jason Tatum and going, okay, you can do that for a long time. The step mm-hmm. back jump shot, the quickness going towards the hole, you know, you're long, you're athletic, Brown, Tatum, those kind of guys. But this this league has a lot of the, the, the guys, Garland, that on your team with the Cavaliers. You know, I remember he was being bragging, saying, I'm one of the best point guards right now. I should have been taken, you know, higher. And everybody's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Now you look at him going, whoo, he is a load. So, yeah, there's this, this league right now, as Jim, you've heard people say that before. You want to know where all the old players are? They're in L.A. with the Lakers. <laughs> you didn't get the memo? Jim, 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 you do your research, okay? You ask me where all the old players are. Right. <laughs> if you want to go play, go play with the Lakers. Right. They go are right now. Right. right. In order, you know, Jim, they're like, if you with the Lakers, in order, it's like the old days, Jim, when you try to go into a club. You know, you got to be so old. Well, you have to be so many. You got to be so old to play with the Lakers. You got to have 13, 14, 15 years, and then you go to the Lakers. So yeah. that's where all the old players to answer right. your question. With your social security card. <laughs> <laughs> Said we got about a minute left, so I just wanted to let you plug your book because I read it. You don't have to be a Celtic fan to love it. You've got to be an NBA basketball fan. So tell our listeners and and basketball fans, including Cavs fans, about your Celtic book because it's incredible. Well, thank you, guys. And, you know, I remember you guys asked me about a copy, and I know you're yeah, both thank readers, you. and I gave it to you. I loved and it. If the, the, the name of the book is called If These Walls Could Toss, a story about the Boston Celtics with Cedric Maxwell. And it just tells a bunch of stories about my time in the NBA, things that happened to me, how, you know, our team won multiple championships, playing with the great Larry Bird, playing with uh, Pete Maravich, all these stories. Jim Jones knows, you know, Bill Fitch. There are stories in there about him, you know. So it was just a multitude of stories. It was fun. It was uh, it's an easy read. And then we talk about more than basketball. We talk about life experiences that I had were, you know, to me that changed me as a player. I love the opportunity. And I hear Jim tell me different stories and, and people he played with, and man, it was it was really fun connecting the dots and talking about all the things. It's like on the cover of my book, there's a picture of actually Jason Tatum, and I'm at the bottom. And the mm-hmm. author said, "Well, do you mind, you know, if we have Tatum on this book with you because Tatum then was an author, but he's part of the team." And I said, man, if it sells books, I don't care. We had a kangaroo on the front of it and me on the bottom. I, I, could, I could care less. That, that's, not, that, that's not my thing. The story with Jason Tatum, though, is really funny very quickly. And Jason Tatum, he a um, star player on our team, and uh, he saw one day he was watching 30 for 30 with the Lakers and the Celtics. Oh, great and series. And so the day he came out, he was shooting that day. And he walks out on the floor, he sees me, he goes, Cornbread, Cornbread. Corn. I said, dude, what's wrong with you? He said, man, I saw that I saw that lake at 30 for 30. Damn, you are bad. Because <laughs> <laughs> he told people he didn't even know who I was, Jim. He said, oh, he was telling goodness. Dominique, he said, I was watching 30 for 30 
And I saw this dude, and I was like, hey, he works for us. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes, sometimes don't get carried away of being too big with it. You know, people don't even know who you are, and that's what you talk about older players. When your time is gone, sometimes you're gone. Your time is gone. But yeah, that was a fun book. Uh, if these walls could talk. Uh, Cedric Maxwell story about the Boston Celtics. There you go. The old players go to the radio booth. Is that how it works, guys? I can't believe Jim would leave me an opening like that. Where the old players go? Jim, I do it like you used to say in the old movies you used to see all the time, them cowboy movies. Go west, young man. Go west. (laughs) (laughs) Well, said on that note again, as always, uh, you never fail to disappoint. Uh, You entertain us and our listeners and Cavs fans. Uh, Congratulations to the Celtics. Get well. Get well and get back on the air, and uh, we'll talk to you again down the road. Okay, gentlemen, have a good one. Thanks, Sid. Oh, he's awesome. Just great. Sid Maxwell joining us here on Cavs HQ, presented on Betway. We'll have more. In fact, we'll wrap things up after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Huge thanks to our two guests. They were both outstanding. Serena Winners from Valley Sports. And what can you say about Cedric Cornbread Maxwell? So much fun to have him on. Of course, thanks to the dynamic duo, Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin, Jim Jones. Thanks to you. Biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. We'll talk to you again next week on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Until then, so long, everybody. Everybody.